Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fence Side here with Kat and Paul. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. We are continuing our player-by-player breakdown of the Dolphins 2020 draft class. Right now, taking a look at fourth-round pick out of Georgia, Solomon Kindley. The Dolphins traded up uh, picks 136 and 141 to move up to pick 109 to draft Kindley. And, uh, Paul and I were just briefly discussing this before we went on here and uh, said that this is a player we're going to disagree about. So we look forward to that. So, Paul, I'm going to give you the floor first here because I've got to crack my knuckles and uh, get my get my gloves on and 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 wait for my response here. Well, I'm going to start with what he's not good at. Solomon Kinley is not good at chasing the second level. He's not good at blocking out in space. And the good thing with that is I think what he's going to be asked to do here is really eat up the middle of the offensive line. If he's able to get himself set, if he's able to just block the guy in front of him, he is immovable. Uh, I know he doesn't have the best mobility out there, but to me, he's a better option at right guard to just maul people in front of him in that phone booth. And that feels like what they're trying to do with their offensive line moving forward is maul defenders. And he is a monstrous mauler at 6'4", 336, who can just devastate people in front of him. You're not going to overpower him. You're not going to push him back. Your, your biggest thing with him is speed. And playing in that phone booth, you don't really have to worry about that as much very often. So he's going to have the chance to once he gets his hands on you, if he's in the if he's not having to overextend to get out to you, that's when he's at his least beatable. And he puts Hunt out at, at right tackle, slaps himself in in there entrenched at guard, and really helps Miami just have a powerful offensive line with you know Eric Flowers at left guard, Austin Jackson at left tackle. Um, Robert Hunt at right tackle, and then you've got Karras and Dieter fighting it out for that center position, and you've got Jesse Davis as a swing guy that can back up anywhere. And suddenly Miami's offensive line is young and powerful and massive. I agree with you that he's big, and that's that's about that's about where. <laughs> uh, oh, so we do agree I, on him. Perfect. Yeah, we yeah we do agree. Um, so look, I, my fear with him is that at what six four, three hundred and thirty plus pounds, that he's going to have the same type of career path as as Isaac Asiata, who the Dolphins took in the fifth round a couple of years ago. Where, yeah, you're right. He he's not good at getting to the second level, but that is a big part in today's NFL of, of, of playing the guard spot, not just winning at the point of attack. And I'm not even crazy about him at the point of attack. I feel like he's on the ground a lot and he slips off a lot of blocks. So I did not like this pick. Uh, I, 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 when I, 
I'm, I watched him and I keep a little notebook. I watched three games of him um, for Georgia right in a row. And I've, I found my notes and here are my notes from him. Just, just passing. I, I don't know. Maybe I ate a few drinks before it, but um, fat pig on the ground too much. How, how is somebody this big constantly on the ground? No chance of blocking people at the second level. Can't play center. Can't play tackle. I'm not drafting him. Those were my notes on, on Solomon Kinley. So I, I know how harsh this is. And hey, look, I hope I'm wrong about the guy, but not a fan of this pick. So here's the good side of that. If for some reason he doesn't work out for the Dolphins, the very worst thing that you're going to be looking at here, the very worst case scenario is instead you've got Jesse Davis whose best position is right guard, starting at right guard instead, and Solomon Kinley washes out. You've still got Karras, who can play center or right guard. You've still got Dieter, who can play center or guard, and you've got Shaq Calhoun on the roster, who can play guard. So it's a high upside, low risk move, drafting a guy this big and strong to see if you can turn him into what, what he possibly can be. And, and and I like that. It's not just settling for like, okay, we got just enough guys to field an offensive line. Let's move on from here. No, they really prioritized stuffing that offensive line room to the point that they're probably going to have to knock out a wall and kick it over into the DB's room because it's they're, they're just going to take up too much space in that goddamn room based on the sheer size of these guys. So see what you've got. And then there's still the supplemental draft, which may also be stacked with offensive linemen, and you're still really stacked in 2021 to be able to add even more meat to this meat monster room. I will end this on two good things to say about Solomon Kinley. Is in pass protection, if he gets up and he, he gets square, he's a lot to run around. And, and that can certainly help in pass protection uh, in, in the NFL. The other part, too, is because he's so big, if you've got he and you've got Eric Flowers on the same line at the same time, you might be able to maul people on those third or fourth and one play. So I but I, I look back at some of the comparisons I see uh, uh, with him from, uh, from PFF and, and from, uh, from NFL.com, Sebastian Tritola and Denver Kirkland, who are two players who are out of the league. I compared them to more from a Dolphins perspective to Isaac Asiata. So I don't have incredibly high hopes for the, this pick. I wish they would have taken uh, somebody there at, at a different spot. Um, and then in the fourth round, when I look around uh, at the players drafted by him, man, again, Troy Pride from Notre Dame, um, Lakey Fotu from Utah, Harrison Bryant from Florida Atlantic, Ben Barge from St. John, John. So, yeah, I I hope I'm wrong about the guy, but I wish they would have taken a different player. And I'm going to give the pick a – I'm going to give it a D- minus because I, I have to save an F for a, a, a certain player in a certain year. I'm going to go with B here, and, and I know we differ greatly, but it was a low-risk, high-reward selection. And, you know, thinking about the argument you just made, with him and Eric Flowers in the middle, you're not going to see Matt Breda running behind them, <clears throat> you're going to lose track of Tua. And if you are in a third or fourth and one situation, you're going to move people off the damn ball. 
and, and be able to, to, to get that third or fourth and one, whether it's on a QB sneak, whether it's, you know, <clears throat> anybody but numb nuts there running the ball up the middle, um, you should be able to get that given the monstrous size and power and really negating his weaknesses a little bit by throwing him in the phone booth. For my sake, I really hope Solomon Kinley's mom is not listening to this podcast after the way that I I described what I thought of him. I hope, but, uh, I hope she is after all the pleasant things I had to say about her son. Yeah, she, she's going to co- drive to St. Louis and smack me with her purse. If, geez. I know, I hope it even more. Cause <laughs> can you get that on video if she does? Yeah. Tell Rachel if that woman shows up in your driveway to turn the camera on, and we'll play it right out on our YouTube channel. Right, we're going to be on the couch. I'm going to look outside like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. I knew this day was coming. Hey, at so least it's not freaking Mackay Becton's dad who makes Mackay Becton look tiny. Yeah. Boy. Oh, gosh. I want to draft yeah. that man. Man, oh, man. feel bad for the people that talk crap about his son. Uh, I feel bad for the people that own the local buffet. <laughs> So that will do it for a breakdown of Solomon Kindley, the guard from Georgia, fourth-round pick. You can follow Paul and I on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Check out our merch store, onthefinside.threadless.com. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fifth side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.